But I mean, I have met several people that came from technology and then actually move into something like uh, having their own general contracting business or yeah. getting into real estate. And yep. I think the uh, the common the common fulfillment from that is, hey, I, I I built something. We can see it. It's real. This is the FM Evolution Podcast, brought to you by CGP Maintenance and Construction Services bringing you trends, innovations, and advancement of the facility management universe. Welcome to The Evolution. Here's Sean Black. What's up, guys? Sean Black at FM Evolution. Welcome to episode 34. We are still at the NorCal Facilities Expo. And you know what? You just never know what's going to happen. And as we're at the expo, I'm, I'm sitting down. We're recording an event. And here comes this Star Wars R2-D2 robot-looking thing on wheels rolling with these two guys from Building Point Pacific. And I talked to Mathun Dalau there, and he explained to me that technology and what they're doing with 3D mapping and photos and stitching them together and LIDAR and all this amazing stuff that it's just such an incredible resource for people to have. So I said, you got to come on the show, explain this thing. There's no way I'm going to be able to. And so stay tuned. That's exactly what we did. But before that, here's a word from our sponsor. CGP Maintenance and Construction Services Incorporated is not just a general contractor. They build, service, and maintain facilities while self-performing for some of the largest brands in the nation. With over 33 years in business, they've got what it takes to be the partner you deserve in today's fast-paced facility management marketplace. What's up, guys? Sean Black with FM Evolution. Welcome back to the show. We are still at the... uh, North Cal Facility Expo. Facilities Expo. Facilities Expo. Having a great time here, and uh, today I'm talking with Mathieu and Delau. What's up, buddy? Welcome to the show. Hey, great to be here. Thanks for inviting me on. You guys are with Building Point Pacific. Yep. You guys cruise by with this machine, and uh, right away I was like, whoa, what is this? Mm -hmm. You're walking by. So uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. So Building Point Pacific, it's part of a distribution strategy for Trimble. So we're co-owned by them and by a local Caterpillar dealer. Uh, So we deal with consulting for construction projects uh, in facilities. We sell hardware. We sell software for project management. Kind of run the full cycle for design, build, and operate. You guys got a lot going on. We have a lot going on. We we talk with architects, we talk with contractors, and we talk with owners. Yeah. You're in the right place. We are in the right place place today. We tell you why. And uh, our main focus while we're here is talking about as-builds and using our 3D scan technology to give people an idea of what's in their building. So let's talk about that thing. You wheeled that right into the aisle, and you're like, hey, what's up? Yeah. And I'm like, what is this? What's going on with this thing? It looked like uh, one of those Google cars, but <laughs> like a miniature size one, you know, it's always taking like the 3D imaging. So tell us a little bit more about the product. Yeah. So it is, it's the only scanner on the planet that moves around like a shopping cart. Yeah. So if you guys are familiar with 3D scanning technology, uh, a Trimble's been leading that, but uh, typically it's, it's on a tripod and you have to set up on stations and you kind of need to clear everybody from the room to, to get everything you need in the scan. With this mobile mapping unit, it's called the TIMS, we can do all of that scanning in about an eighth of the time, quarter of the cost, and you can have your facility full. It's just at 360 degrees, it's taking every 
every point and registering it as it's, it's moving along. It's basically a smart bomb technology that's been uh, repurposed for peaceful means. We're done. <laughs> that's, well, finally something good. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's awesome. I mean, you, we were talking earlier, you guys have LiDAR on this thing. Right, yeah. And to me, that was really impressive. I, though, I mean, it's got to be super accurate at that point. Yeah, it is accurate down to the millimeter, absolutely. So, you know, if you ever need something to go into court about whatever an installation was and there's some conflict, this is kind of the, this is, this is what you'll need to defend yourself. So is that kind of the point? Because, I mean, obviously, we talked. We yeah. know that there's a couple other products out there mm-hmm. that take photos, right, uh, 3D right. photos, but nothing like this. Right. So there are a couple of, uh, it, it's, uh, the scanning for as-built has been somewhat commodified at this point. You'll yeah, have sure. maybe some lo-fi, lo-fi solutions that, that may work uh, for small projects or for leasing. But if you really want to have something down to centimeter accuracy and be able to prove tolerances for anchor bolts and, and bent plates and concrete <laughs> edges and slabs, wow, right. you're going to need you're going to need down to millimeter accuracy, especially if you're if you want to coordinate something with renovation down the line. That's really impressive, man. I love learning about people, and one of the things that I love asking is is what are you reading, right? Because it tells me a little bit about what you're, you know, people are doing in their lives, and, and uh, so I'd love to know. What do, what do you read, man? What do you get? What are you into right now? Yeah. So, um, my like the main fo- within construction. There's a book that I'm reading. Uh, it's called Location Based Management. Okay. So uh, it's it's written by Ollie Seppinen. He collaborated with Trimble a number of times to create uh, the Vico software. That's uh, about to get upgraded. It's it's. I come from a scheduling background. I come from a general contractor background. Okay. As a general contractor, your only real value, other than uh, providing cash flow, is sequencing. So that became a, a passion of mine. And naturally, while I was kind of working on projects, I noticed that Gantt charts really aren't are missing a whole dimension of of information that we need for locations, and kind of being able to segment crews in a nice orderly fashion allowing spaces to be utilized at all points. So location-based management is, is really a beautiful solution uh, and a very interesting one to, to kind of uh, structure the way you plan and, and met out work between all your trades. See, I love that. Uh, a lot of people, um, it tells me a lot about what people are doing because if you're reading and you're really staying current in your industry, mm-hmm. you know, you're staying in your lane, man. <laughs> you yeah. know, you're you're becoming better and better and better and refining who you are and what you know, and then that adds a ton of value to people. Absolutely, yeah, so that's I great. Mean, you know, you, you don't know, you don't think that you're going to become a, a scheduling geek or a project management geek, and uh, all of a <laughs> well, sudden, you right, you've developed well, this insatiable <laughs> curiosity. I, you know, I, I I said it before, you know, do what you're good at. Right. And, and you're going to be happy. I know there's a big push for people to follow your passion, you know. But, man, if you just do what you're really, really good at, you're going to be happy. Passions change all passions the time. Passions change yeah. all the time, <laughs> you know. Some people are passionate about cantaloupe, but I don't know if you can make a living doing that, you know. Right. So yeah. if you could, maybe. But I'm just saying, you know, you got to do what, you, what you're really good at. Yeah, this, this profession is, was, has been foisted on me since, uh, since I was the age 14. Really? We had a small family uh, public works general contracting business. And so, uh, yeah, I would, uh, the way we recorded RFIs and did daily reports was my father would talk into this little uh, micro tape cassette right. recorder. Yeah. And then I would have to uh, translate all of that by hand. Oh, my God. <laughs> Gosh. And then submit paper copies to the Navy. Uh, 
now uh, we just talk. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love that. And uh, yeah. send it through a. It's kind of. It's kind of accurate. Done. What's that? It's kind of accurate. <laughs> it's kind of accurate. Yeah, the accurate. voice technology is yeah. getting better, but uh, you know the pain. Yeah, the pain of translation. Listen, is, uh, it saves you a lot of work, though. That, that is a fact. True. Man, that's cool. So you have, you have, uh, you know, been brought up into this industry, then. Yes. Yeah, I'm a child of construction. Yeah, I hear that a lot. I mean, a lot. It seems to me that uh, a lot of different trades are like that. But uh, in my experience, I've met a lot of people who you know, grew up in the trades and just stayed in it. Yeah. It's a great career. It is. And a lot of people are moving to, and have been for a while, to careers outside trades. Yeah. And there's I mean, a huge deficit right now for that. There's a huge deficit, and that drop-off, I think, started in 2008, right? Yeah. A huge crash. I think so, yeah. It really. They had to go away, and now they're not do something coming else. back. And, yeah. You know? Now young people aren't aren't so interested in construction, but uh, I you know, I think I think one of the one of the things about construction that's kind of not talked about is the community that it creates. So it's, it's a different kind of community than you than you might be used to at some tech company, but it's yeah. uh, but it certainly is a community and uh, you know one that I feel uh, is kind of like family. See, that's interesting because uh, for us, you know, we're GCs, but and when I started working with uh, CGP. I was like, ah, construction company. It's not like it's Google, you know, or it's looking really techy and fun. Yeah. But we work with some of the largest companies in the country, and the relationships are amazing. The business to business and all the things that we're doing, I don't think I would trade it. It's such a, it's such a cool thing. So I love being in the trades and yeah. working with people in the trades. And there's a lot of technology in the trades now. There is. So everyone has to kind of play these uh, these multiple roles. Yeah, you really do. Conversant in construction expertise and technological expertise. Um, but, I mean, I have met several people that came from technology and then actually move into something like uh, having their own general contracting business or yeah. getting into real estate. And yep. I think the, uh, the, common, the common fulfillment from that is Hey, I, I I built something. We can see it. It's real. There's something I concrete at the end of that. Yeah, and project. There's, there's something really fulfilling about yep. that, as we still have bodies and we're human. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. I know you're exactly right. Um, so I, I did want to touch on the as builds because in construction that mm-hmm. is that's challenge, right? And we right. talked about it a little bit. So for us, I mean, we quite often run into projects where there are no as builds, yeah, or they're lost, yeah. and it is super painful at that point to then regenerate everything. We had to bring in architects and survey, right? Yeah. And so I was thinking about your product and how amazing it would be to just be able to run your machine. Now, you guys do this as a service, right? Yes, we do this as a service. Uh, you know, we, we scan major pharmaceuticals, uh, whether it's R&D or whether it's just manufacturing. Any type of major facility is kind of what we're, we're scanning. Uh, school district facilities, sure. right before their huge bond programs come in, they want to understand what they're working with before they you know, expend way too much money on change orders because they just don't know what's happening in their buildings. Yeah, uh, it's, it's, starting, it's starting to really uh, click. People are starting to understand the value of it. Um, the kind of the quick story I always give is, on a typical project, you're going to be 20% over budget, it's going to give you a 10% schedule loss. And that's really just because you have bad information going in. Absolutely. You know? 100%. So yeah. if you can take care of all those revisions and design work that you're doing in the field, paying a crew of four to six at $8 an hour a piece, if you can take all, all that done virtually and plan all that out and make your install as clean as possible, 
I mean, the, the value is it should so be. You definitely have a good return on your investment with you guys, then. Certainly, yeah, yeah. absolutely. That's really really cool. I, I love that. And we guide people through that process, so they're not just kind of blind. We don't say, "Here's the scan data, do what you will with it." We're full service. We'll create a, a model from whatever 2D plans that might exist. So any architectural plans, we can create a model out of that and do a clash report. Uh, and see any variances and be able to de identify and detect everything before we actually go out in the field. Do you find that people are really surprised during the process how accurate everything is and how easy it is to do? Yeah, I think so. I mean, well, within construction, so this technology is, is, is being introduced and is, is new to facilities, but yes. in construction, this has been around for 10 years and we've been hearing about it for like 15 years, right? But the adoption of it wasn't huge. I think mainly because that was aimed at general contractors. And I think maybe for the last four or five years, it's really been a high push towards MEP. So that's kind of popularizing it. So, I mean, exposure to all the te technology, like actual exposure versus just knowing about it is growing and people are starting to see the value, especially as, as technology is also evolving with the cloud and it's much easier to deal with all this data and see it and inspect it. So the specialized skills and and getting value from this technology is, is lessening as well. So who are you in facility management, who are you typically working with then? So it's, it's always with the, uh, the CBO or the, usually the facilities director. Okay. So 80% of the time when we talk to a facilities director, immediately they said, yes, uh, A, we don't know where our plans are. Right. If we do know where our plans are, they've got 30 years of red lines conflicting on them, yeah. From like thirty innovation real projects. at this point, exactly. Yeah, and it's uh, it's you know it's it's change order heaven for for a contractor. So I think I think facilities directors kind of see the immediate use of it and the immediate benefit of it, and it's just a matter of them being able to convince their higher ups. I mean, I think it's really smart if you're going through a process, especially if you know you're about to spend millions of dollars in renovations. Yeah, you don't have as bills, or they're not accurate. This sounds like a really good way to go to me. Yeah, like you, know? you said, who wants makes to fly sense. blind? Yeah, right? yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. This industry, man, there are just there's so many challenges in construction, and just having the right data in the right place, and being able to have the right resources with people. What kind of advice would you give, being in the construction for so long, to people that you're working with? You know, I would say that there's a lot of optimization that can occur with, especially a lot of the products that Trimble makes and other competitor products, and it's really exciting. But it doesn't really provide true value unless you've got uh, buy-in from, from all the stakeholders, right? So if we're, if we're implementing a new process, if we're adapting uh, a well-worn workflow, yeah. everyone kind of needs to know like, the changes that they're about to encounter. Because what I, what I dislike seeing, it, what's disheartening is, is implementing a workflow and then a couple stragglers, you know, they don't understand it or they don't yes. want to understand it. And they push and back hard. All of a sudden, two people out of the 50 people involved on the project have changed the momentum they of where we're going. the thing, man. And so that, yeah. I think, selecting the right contractors and, and kind of giving the right training tutorial is, is necessary in order to implement these things. Good partners are, and, and I think any business is important, I think in construction, it is critical. And I agree with you 100%. Yeah. I really do. And the communication back and forth between those partners is huge. Yeah, and I mean, and the beautiful thing is, is when everyone is, is using it the right way, which is not truly difficult, then everyone is benefiting. You know, yeah. it's not like 
we're forcing a, a workflow on you because right. it's just to the benefit of the general contractor or just to the plumber. It's, this is really going to help everybody. Are you finding that there's a little bit more acceptance of the technology and, and implementing in construction as you're going, or are you still getting a lot of resistance, and are you still educating people a lot? Education is still is still definitely still happening. happening, but yeah. uh, you can you can already see that the, the tide is turning, especially with a, a younger generation that's more comfortable yeah. with technology. Um, but there is still a little bit of resistance. I would say, like in the past, it's been like thirty percent. Uh, that accepts 70% doesn't want to do it or needs to be educated. Yep. Now I'd say it's close to 50-50. We have a lot from of, the limited advantage. We I have, have a here. lot of millennials in the workforce now. A lot of millennials. Yeah, and that's I think one of the benefits of working with them is they are very open-minded when it comes to implementing technology like this. Right. And so I, I think that's really important getting those people in this field. And I think there's there's starting to be an impact. Uh, I, I'm seeing a lot of technology being adapted too. And so that's, yeah, I agree with you 100%. And that's cool. That's cool to me because once that happens, I think the whole industry is just going to change rapidly. I mean, that's very interesting what you just said. Technology is now being more flexible and adapting to what we need to do. Yeah. And I think that's, the, that's always been the main thing where, oh, you're forcing us, like maybe 10 years ago, you're forcing us to learn the software, you're forcing us to work in this very constrained way that doesn't really meet up with real world conditions. And now things are a lot more flexible with sensors and, and machine learning and applications. I, 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 what are you going to do with it? Yeah. Yeah. I think just being able to pick up on, on the, the actual workflow and observe it and then implement that as your process, that's kind of the new trend. Well, man, I, I'm excited to see this technology uh, in use, and I'm definitely going to be following up with you and stay in touch with you because I want to continue this, this kind of journey with you. But uh, I want to wrap up here. How do people learn about the product? How do they find you guys? So you can always go to Trimble.com, or you can come to our page at Building Point Pacific. And if you want to see uh, events coming up, just go to the events page. Uh, the next event we have planned, which actually isn't on the site yet, is uh, we'll be making a presentation at Microsoft Reactor. Wow. Uh, downtown in San Francisco, which is, we're going to finally display the HoloLens 2. It's a big deal. Uh, so right now we have an agreement with Microsoft where we're the exclusive proprietor of, uh, of the HoloLens technology that's rated for construction helmets. I was going to ask you what's next, but that kind of answers it all right there. So that, that's amazing. That it's, it's really exciting, and uh, it actually has a, a lot of adoption with 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 early early beta, and I, I think I think it might I think it might do uh, real big things. I, I don't want to listen. Get we, the excitement too high. I do. Well, I, I, I'd rather let the I'm excited talk right now to hear about that. So yeah. that's cool. When that comes out, we'll have to have you back on to talk about it. Absolutely, yeah, that'd be great. We're, the only thing we're waiting on right now is the FCC. To, oh, uh, to okay. approve it, and as soon as that happens, so any minute now, yeah, any any yeah. Any, any any year, no, any, it, yeah, it, any should, year. it should happen. You know, hopefully uh, Q1 next year is when we'll be able Good. to. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, I should probably shouldn't have said that. But. Oh, <laughs> no one's listening, man. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. us anyway. <laughs> FCC, we love you. Don't worry, <laughs> it's all good. Uh, so, man, thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, it was awesome to have you on and to learn about what you guys do. And uh, I can't wait to see what happens next. I'm happy to share it, yeah. Yeah, man. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs>